0: Hi there, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Frankie 411 podcast. I'm your host, Haley Overseth. This episode, I sit down with Andy Johnson. Andy is a spiritual teacher and energy worker and also does energy healing and Reiki, and she is also one of my favorite new content creators on Instagram. She blends spirituality with comedy in a way that I very much enjoy. I do hope you enjoy this episode. ready I'm ready if you are yeah excellent well welcome everyone to another episode of the Frankie 411 podcast I'm your host Haley and here I have Andy Johnson who is one of my newest most favoritist content creators on Instagram I just love your stuff so very much thank you so much for being here
1: well thank you for having me and thank you for the compliments
0: (laughs) I love it I think it's great and so uh, I'll give you go ahead and give your Introduction to you, if you will, for the audience.
1: Yeah, so um, I'm Andy Johnson. I live in Springfield, Missouri, so from the Ozarks. Um, So my Instagram is dedicated just for um, energy work, inspiration, just spreading good vibes and conscious expansion. So I do a lot of um, energy work with clients as far as like Reiki, um, emotion code, we do BQH, which is um, Beyond Quantum Healing Hypnosis. So anything to do with energy healing and just um, giving the power back to the individual and conscious expansion. So that's kind of what my passion is and my work is and my mission of just um, bringing healing back to the individual through reminding them of who they truly are. So I love that's it. what. Yeah that's what um that's what my instagram is dedicated to and i find that i enjoy creating just funny content um cuz it's healing for me but it yeah. also makes light of the situation of um it's just you know if you want to call it shadow work or you know the heavy healing stuff like that it just kind of brings light to it and kind of spins it in a funny way that people can kind of you know laugh at themselves so
0: it's, that's what I what, really like about it. I really love that you incorporate because that's really what I want to do with this whole. I mean, I don't necessarily do the coaching energy work angle, right? Like I am a writer and I do more of the I like the idea of bringing these concepts to people in a fictional container that's maybe easier for people to swallow. Right. Yes. But I, I love that the the comedy element of it because it does make it so much more approachable for people. Right. Like sometimes the spiritual stuff can be very heavy or can be very sort of intimidating, right? yes, But there are a lot more people who are looking for it and who are curious about it and who are getting on these spiritual journeys. So I just think it's great that you use comedy because it's, it it is something that's very approachable. Are you there? There you are. are. (laughs) We had a little bit of a pause. That's all right. What were you saying? A lot more people were looking for, I think that's what it cut out. Yeah, no, just that people are looking for, you know, they're, they're looking for this sort of, how do I get on this spiritual journey? How do I work on myself? How do I, you know, become the, the more joyful, playful creator of my reality, which is exactly where I am and what I'm trying to do, you know, and that's, Mm -hmm. that's what I really do love is, is the comedy and the fun. Like, how can I turn all of these things that I'm taking so seriously into something that's more fun?
1: Exactly. And it's, (sighs) It's not meant to be hard. Um, and I know that I find a lot, like with the clients that I work with too, and I call it, um, I call it almost like a healing trap, is that if you go on a spiritual journey and a lot of people, you know, you have to think of what turns you to spirituality. There is something in that in your life that is not fulfilling or that you're questioning. and a lot of it is, um most of us, and I know for me, you know, it was pro my programming, um, something was off in my life and the things that, you know, I had, which were basically, I did start off with my spiritual journey. I used to be Christian, um, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like answering questions that I had about life. It, it, you know, um, it just didn't feel right and resonate to me. So, going on, you know, a spiritual journey, you start focusing on kind of like the shadow work and like the really deep rooted issues that, you know, you've accepted to be true about yourself. And I find that a lot of people like they get caught in this trap or this cycle of always thinking that they need to be healing or need to be like doing this deep inner work constantly. And it's, I want to really bring to light that even though that is important, Um, it's not really what I don't think that should be the focus of it. Right. Um, I I think that, you know, a spiritual journey, it's a self discovery journey. And yes, it's really important to shine light on some of those, you know, programmings or those heavy things that maybe you don't like in your life, but they're actually there to show you um what is possible for you. So the darkness always like, you know, there, it brings light, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's kind of like you shine light on these darker aspects of yourself, but it's to show you what you do want in life. And when people focus so heavily on just constantly feeling like they need to heal, they get kind of like trapped in this cycle. And it's almost like you have to pull the individual out of that and just be like, Hey, these things are not truly who you are. They're like a compass. They are to show you what you don't right. want, you want in life. And to show you what is possible and what you actually do want out of your life. Um, So that is kind of like where I, I take a lot of, I don't know, where you can give the power back to the individual because spiritual journey, I feel like should be a self-discovery and a creative journey. It's supposed to be and us as humans. And it's kind of like the message that I've gotten so many times from just angel spirit guides, whatever you want to call it, um, your higher self is that we take life way too seriously and it's really easy to get stuck in the muck and the darkness. And honestly, it's, um, it's life is really what you make it. And so if you just allow those things to empower you, you can really transform your life. So the darkness, like it's really not bad. And it's really, you know, people think of darkness as heavy and just negative and they really think their life should be all light and love but it's just a compass to show you what is possible for you and to really turn that into your power and create the life that you want so energy is just energy it's neither right nor wrong it just is and we mm-hmm. assign that logic to it right so if you can get the individual to actually see how things are working for them and how they are the creator of their life and really like they are in control of the way they think, act, and feel. And if you can get the perception shifts higher of the way that they view the world and the their situation of how it's happening for them, and you can transform that lower level frequency into love and you can see love in the situation, yes. higher perception shifts, then you can really use that to change your life.
0: And
1: and that's what I try to do with my work.
0: I love that I've connected with you because this is so very much like exactly where I am in my journey. Just this place of my darkness is valuable to me. Like, because, you know, for me, my sort of darkness, my weirdness, the things that have called me to, you know, anything in the spiritual, esoteric, occult realm, right? Like, you mm-hmm. know, cause I see you've got like the crystals and do the witchy stuff too. And I'm into that. And it's like, there's, there's all these little things you're interested in that. Like, I know I've been pulled to my whole life and I'm the same way I grew up, you know, with that Christian background. And it just always felt off to me. Like there was nothing about being in church that made me feel joyful or comfortable. Like I always felt just bad about myself. And I, you know, it's, I'm definitely in that place of, I'm trying to like, again, like you're saying, Find the light, find the fun, look at things with love as much as you can, because it's all part of, you know, why we incarnated as humans so that we could have this experience and that it would help us to create and expand and find new things about ourselves, right? As the source energy that we really are. And so like, I, (laughs) I do love a lot of that. I, so here's, here's where we're going to, you know, I think sometimes a little bit of these podcasts turn into therapy for me to some degree. (laughs) You know? <laughs> okay. Right. But I think that a lot of people are in that space where, okay, I've done a lot of this internal work, right? I've, I've done a lot of the recognizing of the shadow self. How do I flip myself now into that more loving, more playful space with myself first? Because when, once you get to that place where you understand that the things that you think and feel on a regular basis are what creates your reality, Mm-hmm. that's kind of where I am is when I'm in a that emotional state of something that is an old paradigm that I recognize and I get into these loops of the same things I've done and I, it's like I almost get afraid of my thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. That like, oh, here I am again doing this thing I don't want to do. What's this going to create for me that I didn't want? Yeah, and-
1: I, I see what you're saying. Um, I, you know. When you can recognize the patterns, um, it's it's almost like when you give it attention, when you keep like getting yourself caught in this loop and you shine a light on it, you give it attention. And then it's almost like, oh crap, I don't want to keep doing this thing. But the oh crap almost keeps you stuck in that loop and you're feeding it. Right. So what I've come to recognize is that when I just accept the way that I am thinking and feeling even if I don't like it even if I'm just like I don't like these thoughts that are going through my head I don't like the actions that I'm taking but the more that I don't like the thing and think that I'm doing something wrong the more that it creates that for me right so where to pull myself from that I just honestly accept myself for those thoughts that i'm thinking i accept myself where i'm at in my life because it is who i am and mm-hmm. this is part of my journey and whatever i'm going through thinking acting feeling it's showing me something about myself and it's almost just like well this is where i'm at that is okay but i have faith enough in myself that things are going to get better right um so it's a it's like a feeling of self acceptance and enough faith to know that things are going to improve because you're never stuck. It's an illusion that we're stuck. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, it feels real. It should, I've been there before. It feels so real, but it's an illusion. We're never not stuck. We're only as stuck as we really want to be. So I found that when I show myself love and acceptance, it dissipates that resistance mm-hmm. almost. And it frees me from that cycle. It frees me from that loop. It's almost like, um, The it breaks that thought pattern. And then you're able to actually either pull yourself from that situation or you're able to break the resistance and then actually create freely. So it's almost like changing that lower level frequency into love because you're showing yourself love and acceptance in the moment and you're raising your vibration, bringing you more closer to source or um, bringing you back to the rejoining of God or the re-remembering of who you are. And so it frees you of that and you're allowing God back into your life and then are able to actually see, um, new things that you can create or to pull you from the darkness per se. Mm-hmm. So that's where I found that it has helped me, um, break those thought patterns or just come to like a self-acceptance or to get to those next steps. So
0: if that kind of makes sense. That makes sense. And that's you know, I know that that is, It's one of those things, you know, like you said, it's supposed to be easy. It's not supposed to be hard. And it's really only programming and conditioning that we're used to that makes us tell ourselves that it's hard for us to learn to love ourselves. It's hard for us to accept ourselves as we are. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like that's just programming and conditioning that we've received that tells us that it's not actually true. And the fact that you feel bad when you think those thoughts is an indicator that it's not true, that like your true self, your source self is absolutely thinking different thoughts about you and is absolutely loving everything you're doing, you know? And Mm -hmm. I, I think to some extent there is still some of that for me too. And I, you know, I'm not, you can maybe talk about sort of the way that you view it. I mean, I know I sort of use a lot of terminology that maybe like Esther Hicks would use when she channels Abraham, right? If you're familiar, you know, so I, I think that there's a certain amount of when I sort of visualize it, I visualize myself as like separate as an, you know, like here's my avatar Haley. Right. And I'm Uh separate of my source. And it's like, that's not how it is. Right. Like you are your source energy every bit as much as you are this human vessel that you're in right now, this, you know, this player that you're playing, right. This ready player one, right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. Is there is there is there work that you do in that realm of sort of helping people to recognize like you are your source, you know, you're not you're not just this human. You are the 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 bigger energy that creates the universe. And you don't like there's I think there's something about seeing that as external in some way still rather than understanding the sort of oneness of it. Does that make sense?
1: So like, um, if, I think I kind of get what you're saying as far as like helping the person remember their power or like, yeah, I that they're more and it truly just depends um, on the individual. So as far as whenever I teach or I have energy work clients, um, you have to meet the individual where they're at currently in their life and in their conscious expansion, because you have to understand that not everybody is ready for the information, nor can mm-hmm. they take it in on the level on which they need to understand it. Not everybody is ready or can even properly Understand that they are the source, right? Especially mm-hmm. if somebody's coming to me and they're just getting into spirituality or they're just rewiring their Christian programming. So it's very hard for them to still actually see that, you know, source is something within them, especially if they are, you know, a Christian programming still trying to work through as you see right. God is something outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's always meeting the individual where they're at in their consciousness. Um, So sometimes I can have conversations of where I can talk to somebody and be like, yeah, we're we're the same consciousness playing a game with itself, Um, you know, and they can see the bigger picture that, you know, they are source energy as far as where somebody else, they might just be needing their power back and understanding that they are in control of how they think, act and feel. And they just need to separate themselves from the victim mindset. So um, it just truly depends upon where the person's at. And you have to understand that everybody's perception of reality is totally different because we're all different energies as well, too. So the information that I'm going to give somebody, they're going to take it in from their own perception of the world. Mm -hmm. And it's going to hit them where they're at to take them to that next level. Um, to maybe shift their model of reality. So you have to trust and just understand that whenever like I'm in a session with somebody or I am teaching, whatever it so may be, that um, what I say, it's going to hit them and they're going to take what they need to get to that next level. So basically you're channeling the entire time that you're doing.
0: um, Because you have to be yeah, you're, sort of you're connecting connected. to to their higher self, and and okay, where mm-hmm. are they at? What information can they absorb? So yeah. here's something then that maybe is a little bit of a fun sort of play discussion with me. So when we're out in the real world with the other normals, right, mm-hmm. and conversations start, and you can see. I don't know if you, and I'm sure you must experience this, like you can see that like different people are in different places in their journeys and like you can kind of see oh, like, yeah. OK, well, I see where your programming is coming from and I can, you know, and then you sort of I don't know if you experience this, but I get a bit like I don't know how to have a conversation with all of you necessarily. Right. Like I know where I'm at and I want to say a lot of things that are going to sound very silly to all of you. But I yeah. not, like, I'm not sure that you can necessarily hear that. And so sometimes I'm in situations like that and I sort of clam up like and that's when I kind of bring out the funny or I bring out the silly or I just say something ridiculous because I'm like, OK, well, let's break up this this sort of conversation that doesn't resonate with where I am in my journey that I can see that's where they all are. Like, can I shift it in a different way into something fun? I don't know. Do you sort of run into that when you're, you know, interacting not necessarily with clients and like, like mine people, but just out in the world, you know?
1: Yeah, I, it was just, it was a couple of weeks ago, actually. Um, we were, me and my husband went to like, um, a, a party or say it was a bonfire. And, Mm -hmm. uh, so I was meeting new people and they were asking me, you know, what do I do for work? and stuff like that. And of course I was, I I have a nine to five job, but I do energy work Mm in, you know, conscious expansion, um, and teaching on, You know, after working on weekends, and so I kind of explained that, and it was like dead silent whenever I was saying like energy work and like Uh, psychic development stuff like that, and they were just kind of like. And I'm like, I help people, and then I was like, oh crap, I have to like kind of twist the way I say this, and I'm like, um, I help people process trauma and work through their emotions, and they're like, oh, okay, so like a therapist,
0: I'm like. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> sort of like yeah I can yeah no, I get it like I can I can get with that yeah but that is I it's interesting when you do have to try to again it's like meeting people where they are on their level right yeah. and yeah. it gets a little awkward sometimes
1: it does um <laughs> and it it just reminds you of like where we're all at just on different levels of reality conscious expansion and it's, you know, I kind of compare it to uh, of just like, you know, if you want to talk about like business or things like that. There you, oh, go. There you go.
0: You're good. Technology. I know it. it's all right. You got to sometimes <laughs> I got to think some of those things But sources be playing along and being a little funny somehow. I may not necessarily understand the joke. Right. Nope. And sometimes nope. I don't. Oh, I feel just like a, a lot of times it. that happens. Yeah. You just got to roll. So, so uh, go ahead. What you were saying in business.
1: Oh yeah. It's kind of like the way I look at it in business. Um, uh, you know, if maybe you can relate of like, um, when you market your business per se, you're the way that you take that approach, um, you're going to be hitting people on all different levels of their consciousness. So like, if I'm going to be marketing, like a level one Reiki course, as opposed to a level three uh, or um, the way in which I market is going to be very beginner-ish for people who are just learning about the energy. Um, So it's kind of like, what view are you going to take um, to meet people where they're at, at their consciousness? So it's kind of the same way when you teach, you have to meet the individual where they're at. And that's what really will test you as a teacher or, you know, even an energy worker to help people is how can you meet somebody at their level of consciousness and still deliver the teaching or the message as how they can accept it, right. As how the mind can accept it or they can understand it from their level. So you have to be able to go from somebody who knows absolutely nothing about it to somebody who might be on your level or even above your level. Mm-hmm. So it, it's really like a skill. And honestly, like every new individual that I meet that I talk about this stuff with, or every new client, like I learned something new about myself and about the situation. So it's kind of like, you know, nobody's ever in your reality by coincidence. There's always mm-hmm. something to learn and gain. Um, and that's the way I look at these situations too. So it is kind of like neat and fun to see where everybody's at in their journey and just kind of like different perspectives. And it is really like, I mean, if you think about it, it's like a video game. It, it's, it I is really fun.
0: I do. I'm, that's where I am, again, practicing being at a little bit more, like remind yourself that this is an illusion that like earth school being a human is the universe's most advanced VR, you know, like this is, this is the the best virtual reality there could be. You get to be a human in this world and like have all the sensory, you know, experiences and all the interactions with people. And I, you know, that is sometimes, sometimes it's helpful, but then sometimes it's, you get to a a place where you sort of are disengaged a little bit I don't know if you experience that yourself where and I think that happens to me sometimes. And I don't know if it's maybe a sort of the game I play with myself to like help myself not freak out so much about little things or what have you. But I start doing that. Like when you talked about stopping the loops of the patterns. Sometimes I'll do like, OK, my avatar is upset about this or my avatar is like having a, a tantrum, you know, kind of thing.
1: Like, like pulling yourself
0: from like disengage a little yeah and kind of yeah again right be above the scene and sort of be the observer of the scene Mm -hmm. but at the same time I recognize and I'll have those moments again too Well, I'll do that and I'll think okay but I came here for this you know like I signed up for this class I'm supposed to be feeling the emotions even if I don't like them necessarily you know exactly
1: and that's where I see a lot too in the spiritual community of like everyone's like gosh dang this human experience you know what I mean yeah it's heavy it's hard it's you know all these things and I'm just like but we can't have this anywhere else we seriously cannot and this is the beauty of the human experience is we get to feel these lower level frequencies and they're like I said before they're neither good or bad energy is just energy Mm -hmm. it's whatever you determine it to be. So if you want it to be heavy and hard and crappy and this human experience is just basically crap, then it will be. Mm -hmm. But you can also see it as we're here to create and learn something about ourselves and have a human experience of where we get to actually create physical like ideas, bring, you know, ideas into physical form, create it with our hands. Like we can't do that in the higher realms because the higher that we get, we're just going more into light and the non-physical. And when we think things, I mean, it already is like thought. And you 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 understand,
0: there it is. You understand how things Mm -hmm. manifest. And so you, you, there's a lot less surprise involved, Right. And I'm trying yeah. to practice that to look at it more as, y- you know, you like puzzles and I do like you like a puzzle, you like a mystery, who doesn't love a good mystery and yeah. following threads of where something goes. And that's, that's what this is meant to be. You know, you're supposed to be following along and like, okay, where's this going to go? What's going to happen? What new thing can I find? What new key to a new door? And like, yes, sometimes I lock myself in the escape room and I have a little freak out about it. But it's like, but you're supposed to have fun figuring out getting your way yeah. back out again. And
1: and that's what that's, you know, the journey of life, the the manifestation that is your life. I mean, yeah, we're here to create our story, however which way we want
0: it to go. Um, and that's just oh, wait, I think it froze again. Dang it. Oh you're good it's all right this it'll be a running theme i can you know like i can either edit it out or i can just like edit out the silent bits and leave it in that like listen you know sometimes this just sometimes happens this be how it is yeah it's technology. just a part of life
1: it's you but know all these freaking planetary alignments the moons and the eclipses are just jacked with stuff <laughs> i know
0: you know it's interesting know. it's not the only time though it's there have been different guests I've had who are energy workers that sometimes there's like, there is a glitch that happens. Like I couldn't even use my microphone with one person. Like it just wasn't working. It was so weird. Yeah. So it's, I, I kind of think, you know, sometimes I do think it's like, you know, we are all conduits of energy. So maybe sometimes we're a little bit too electric for technology to, you know, deal with it. And we can just pat ourselves on the back and feel good about that.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Um, But yeah like I was uh I think I was saying something along the lines of just like life is our life is a manifestation like we came here to create and that's how I like to view the human experience it's just an evolution of um us basically figuring out who we are as this character this avatar and to expand ourselves and therefore the universe the reaching new states of love and wisdom know what can we create and honestly we are we're limitless we're only as limited as you know the thoughts that we have about ourselves right we create our own box of reality so Mm -hmm. you're going to be constantly like going through life um just creating you know bigger boxes of reality pushing past limiting beliefs and just making new ones And it's, you can go as far as you want to go with it. I mean, your life is what you want it to be. Now, some people will take it as far as like, you know, creating, you whatever, like being millionaires or like whatever their dream is that they want to. And some people like their dream is just to be like a mom, you know what I mean? And provide for their family. So it's really like, what do you want out of life? What do you think you're capable of? Um, And that's, you know. That's what you can create. It's just whenever people, you find when people get in those dark, dark states and actually turn to energy work or, you know, cl- one of my clients that I have and stuff like that, it's just they forget their power and they forget that, you know, these lower level frequencies are just misalignments and thought that they can't achieve what they want out of life that they it's a misalignment from love so it's just bringing them back to the re-remembering that they always had this power that you know these thoughts aren't them that they can achieve what they want to achieve and then you just help the individual however which way you need to get
0: to where they want to go so
1: it's kind that's kind of what I picture um
0: it's funny
1: and then energy the work
0: like you were saying that and what came up for me in my mind was um Thomas Edison. I didn't fail. I just found Thomas a thousand who? Thomas Edison. I didn't fail. I just found a thousand ways not to make a light bulb. There she is. Oh my gosh.
1: There we and,
0: go. You're <laughs> Weird. Uh, we're no. having we Thomas Edison got called in and was like, Don't be talking about me and my inventions. <laughs> you just shut us right down exactly Tommy sorry so much but I I I really do appreciate that sentiment and it's something that I again in my recently which is probably why we've connected and and hooked up together because this is like that's the next step that's the next person that you need to talk to Uh and and I don't know again if you listen to like Daryl Anka who channels Bashar but he Uh, yeah
1: yeah I like him
0: yeah. One of the things he says is that it's such a gift to you that like humans don't remember or understand that life is essentially meaningless. And that is a gift because you get to assign meaning that you prefer to it. Yes, Right. And yeah. it it's there, but it, you get caught in those old loops of, you know, well, but the things that I was taught, those are true. And this thing that's that I'm perceiving in a certain way, or if someone's behaving in a certain way towards me, that, you know, it must mean this or that thing. And it's like, well, it only means what you decide it means. And mm-hmm. that should be like, that's meant to be something empowering. It's not meant to be something that's scary and like, well, I'm I'm creating poorly or I'm vibrating in the wrong way or, I, or I'm somehow not doing this human experience correctly. Right. But it's mm-hmm. there is no correct way to do it. exactly Exactly.
1: there's only your way to do it and that's where like people can get caught in fear or the traps of you know they're thinking that something's either wrong or something's evil or um things of that nature and honestly like like you said life really has no meaning other than what you assign it to be and that's just us as humans, that's our nature. We want to assign logic to mm-hmm. the things that we feel. We want to have explanation to the reasons why we're thinking the way we are and we're feeling the way that we are. And whatever we can convince ourselves of why it is we're feeling that way, that that's our truth. Like, you know, and I've always thought about this as well, too, of like people trying to find the root cause of like their childhood traumas. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, why am I this way? Like, what trauma did I have as a child, you know, that um, is causing so much issues right now in my current life? Does it really matter that much? Like, the, I think there's a point of maybe it helps you understand a little bit better, but your dis-ease in the moment of how you feel is sign enough to tell you that just something's off. and do you really have to go back to whatever it is in your childhood to figure out the reason why you're off now to accept it? Or can you just accept how you are now and just be like, well, this is the way I'm feeling. I'm not quite sure why it is. If you Mm -hmm. want to tell yourself a story of, Oh, this happened to me when I was, when I was a child, like this is why I am the way that I am. Then, you know, you have to self-accept it and still process the emotions Um, But does that all really matter? Do you have to go back Mm -hmm. to the root issue other than just giving it light and acknowledging it in the moment and then moving on from it? You know what I mean? So it really, like what we tell ourselves, I mean, we, it could be a childhood issue. It could be something that happened to us last week, or it could be a past life issue. It's whatever we accept or can process logically of why we're feeling the way that we are. And can make sense of it to then process it and move on. You
0: know what I mean? I'm with, I'm with you on that a hundred percent. It's I, I do appreciate what you've been saying too, about like the trap, the healing trap. Right. And I think this is a big part of it too. This idea of, you know, past traumas, or it's because of something that happened. Well, that's a story that you keep telling yourself. No one's telling <laughs> you that story, but you, right. Exactly. and, you know yeah sure there's people out there who say that you should find these childhood traumas or do whatever you know you can do the hypnosis for past lives whatever I always say simultaneous lives because everything is here and now right this is yes <laughs> human linear time is something that becomes very murky for me when I start thinking about consciousness right like they um, don't...
1: we can get on a whole other thing with past lives and and uh twin flames and all of that Ooh.
0: And, right. And, but even things like that, like the, the twin flame thing of like people looking for soulmates and this and that. And, you know, yes, we're all looking for connection. Right. But it's, I, I am <laughs> at that point where I recognize the connection that I really want is a connection to my true self. And once I have that, the connection that I have to everything, everyone else, that's when that becomes more fruitful, more enjoyable, more of the things that I prefer. Right. yes. So. Yes practicing remembering that right like even even just that part like just practicing remembering that is such a big part of like where I am right now just I know I can create things I can look at certain things that have happened and say I did create that I know I did that but again it's it's that dual duality of okay but then here I am in these feelings I don't want what's coming from this it, but you don't have to get stuck in that. And that, I, I keep trying to remind myself too. again, I'm practicing when you get in those loops and when you have those emotions, you know, remind yourself there's nothing serious going on here. We're all here to play this game. There's, yeah. you know, the it's solutions are it. available, right? It's just part of it. And the way that I look at it is
1: like, I mean, you, I think you said it before is we are the conduit. I mean, we are the bridge between Mm -hmm. heaven and earth. So if you think about it, like this body is just a vessel. It's job Mm -hmm. is to harness energy, the energy that is you, your soul being streamed into this body for a human experience. Now the upper chakras, which um, are your spiritual chakras, they're going to be streaming in more of the cosmic energies, more of the spiritual energies, and our lower chakras—they're what gonna is what is gonna be streaming in the earthly energies. As you can think of it more as the ancestral, so everything to do with the human existence. And mm-hmm. so the heart is actually the thing to bridge those together. We call it the portal of God. That's actually where I've actually heard the voice of God come through. But and then those energies actually give you the human experience. So this is how you are both the light and the dark. Um, Because those lower level frequencies that we just want to, you know, associate with a human experience, they allow us to experience here. Um, So what we're doing is just transcending those to higher frequencies, higher perception shifts of how we view the world and we create from, you know, that point of being. So whatever energy that you're in and you take action upon that, it's going to be what you create in your life. It's going to be what you see in your life. So whenever you can re-remember your truth or the rejoining of God or the, you know, the seeing the world through the eyes of love or the eyes of God, um, then that's all you're going to see in everybody else too. So it's like the new earth starts with you, right? Mm -hmm. If you shift there, everybody else shifts there. So like if you are 5D consciousness shifted to earth, see things from a higher perceptive perception shift, um, you know, when you look at somebody else and you see, um, you know, instead of seeing, you know, somebody actually say have jealousy towards you or something like that, or they're taking at lower level action, you don't really see it as them harming you or that um, they're trying to hurt you or anything like that anything like that because that's a lower level way of viewing the world you actually see through the eyes of love and you just see like somebody's taking action um and releasing energy that you know um that they are feeling in the moment it's truly not who they are right
0: oh source is playing a funny little game again and we have a little pause there you are so
1: um so it's kind of like Everything starts within you. So like when we, that's, and I think Bashar talks about this too, of like shifting earths and
0: realities. Right,
1: you don't, with you, we don't right. grow any.
0: You don't change the world. You you change yourself and then you're vibrating with it, the world that fits with where you have changed yourself to. Exactly.
1: Right. And I feel like if we can get enough people to be able to see higher perception shifts and change the world, um, the their world on the inside, I think eventually when enough of us humans hold this frequency, it's like anything else with manifestation, um, like frequency attracts like frequency, we're then going to be able to see the collective consciousness change, and therefore our physical world start to change. So then we're going to see Shifts and man's evolution. So more peace, more advances in technology, more things to actually help our world grow and expand, rather than what we're seeing right now in the world. Because anything physical that's showing up is truly a manifestation
0: of what we are spiritually, right? Mm-hmm. So,
1: <laughs> so the <laughs> um, fact it- that the
0: world is kind of on fire, you <laughs> know, like literally on fire in so many places. It's like- yeah. It- you know, Mm -hmm. Gaia is her own consciousness entity as well, you know, like Mm -hmm. we are a part of the organism that is this planet. So it is very much affected by our frequencies and that the only frequency you really have control over is your own. So if you want to shift it, you have to shift yourself. And, you know, that is something that's exciting to think about for me, the idea that because we're in a space where so many more people are interested in this information. So many more people are open to learning and to receiving the messages. So many more people are out there creating content like this, that we're in a space where manifesting and creating the kind of life you prefer is generally becoming easier because so many more people are believing it. So that's yes. for me, that's something where like I find a lot of hope. You know, again, we're, we're transitioning out of nine to five and into self-employment is how I like to speak it yes. into the universe. Right. And, yeah. but I, I do like, I find hope and I find sort of, you know, when you, when you, when you're in the moments when you need a little bit of comfort, like I do take comfort in that idea that there are so many more people now I'm vibrating in a world where this is more common. And because I'm vibrating yeah. in that world where this is more common for me to create the life that I do prefer is easier because the frequencies are generally higher. Right. I honestly think there might be some amount of like somebody's telling me I need to drink more water. They're like, "We're gonna have a pause here because you're not hydrating enough." Okay, I'm sorry. That's awesome. I think that's entirely possible. So I'm, yeah, I'm drinking my water. Spirit, awesome. guides, I'm trying. I know I gotta hydrate. I I hear you. Water is consciousness. <laughs> it is. That is something that I do like. I don't. Do you do any kind of work or play with that? So um, the idea of sort of infusing water with oh, yeah. positive emotions. Oh with yes. The self-love kind of things. Like, can you oh, talk yes. about like what kind of processes you use for that? Yeah. Um, so
1: like with a uh, BQH, especially we do what we call water alchemy. So it's, um, basically have you ever heard of, and I think a lot of people have a Dr. Omoto's um, yes. study. Yes. So yes. On water. Yes, I like to I have that incorporated in my Reiki courses, because I think it's really important to understand how everything is frequency and how mm-hmm. actually water can hold a vibration or a frequency and even with thoughts, words and thoughts. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, I can I like to use that as like tools. Um, So like with BQH sessions, I'll create like I'll do I'll take moon water if you make moon water, um, mm-hmm. set water out the full moon, then speak affirmations to it, just positive affirmations, or like I'll write down, um, certain words and I'll put them on the bottle of the water Mm -hmm. and then, um, I'll speak intentions to it. And then I'll have my client actually drink it before a session and I'll drink it as well too. So then it will help shift our biology to help, um, bring in those energies that we want for this session. So you can use it as tools like that. I use it just in my own life of, you know, drinking moon water and energy and then help to try and manifest. But it's also just a really, it's really important for people to understand how their thoughts affect their biology um, as well too, because the human body is
0: made up of what like, 70% water. So right. like we are <laughs> you know? full of water. So if you can adjust, if your thoughts can change the way that water crystallizes and shapes itself, then it's absolutely affecting your body.
1: Oh yeah. And I mean, that's what disease is. All disease is just um, an energetic imbalance within the body. And the body's just trying to show you where out of alignment you're at with your soul, which is love. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's nothing bad. Like all disease just vibrates a certain frequency because it's just energy. That's Mm -hmm. just, stuck in the body right because of thoughts that are on repeat that are out of alignment with love and you just have to rewire those thoughts and no easier said than done don't get Mm -hmm. me wrong because I don't want to because you know when you talk about disease um and energy people kind of get a little bit like uh, a little
0: yeah (laughs) no I understand that because I know that people feel like it's blameful like you made yourself sick and it's like it's 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 not a blameful situation. It's again, no. it's a perception. Don't look at it as I I screwed it up again. You know, yeah. look at it as I have the power to shift this. Exactly. Right? And so, exactly. A- again, that's such a thing for me, like, keep reminding myself practice reminding you have the power to shift this. Mm-hmm. And it's it is it's a process, you know, we all have our days, we all have our moments, you know, I've said before, it's like, yeah, I can speak to all of these things, sometimes far better than I am able to do them, you know,
1: exactly. Uh, And it's just because of our programming. And, you know, what the the victim, I say the victim mindset, but you know, we, uh, people find that, you know, if you think of like energy and disease and stuff like that, people might think that, oh, it's my fault, the way that I was thinking, or, you know, right. stuff like that. And what I like to remind people of it's, it's not your fault that things have happened to you. It's not your fault, the way that you're thinking, acting, feeling, but it is your responsibility to fix it. And right. that's, where it's kind of like, it's relieving that lower level frequency of like, gosh, this is my fault. Like, I can't believe I'm thinking the way I am. And then mm-hmm. it brings you like down and. Stuck in the middle of that, the crap show, pretty much. Right.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so it's just, you know, I think it just has a lot to do with our programming and how. And I know for me, I kind of like go back to my programming of the Christian faith, almost of mm-hmm. like because things are so foreign to how I was taught. You know, um you know, right. growing up, I didn't know anything about energy work. I thought that you know God was something outside of myself. You know, I thought Jesus had superpowers that he could heal, you know, people Mm -hmm. just from his touch when honestly it was the faith that Jesus was restoring and people bringing them back in touch with their power. He was the channel for their faith to be restored because they believed in him.
0: This is working out for us in an interesting way.
1: I don't know where it cut me off at,
0: but, um no i i like i do appreciate what you're saying and and the it's it's difficult sometimes because like you know i know you talk about like victim mentality and like the you know taking responsibility more for yourself and an empowered from a place of empowerment Mm -hmm. um and i you know again i had that same background of the christian background too of like you know God and Jesus are people looking at you with judgment you're bad you're not doing this right and you have to you know come to me and bow down and ask me to forgive you for being so terrible that guilt and that shame and and you know and it, it is something that again I do like to remind myself or practice thinking about you know Jesus the way like you said you know his his knowingness of your source energy and the fact that you are so attached to it in the same way that he is like he was just the dominant vibration in the room right he was just the dominant consciousness in the room and you couldn't help but align to that frequency because he was the dominant frequency and that is something that I honestly in the last couple of weeks have been saying to myself when I when I get into a situation where I'm like I can sense myself aligning to external frequencies to other people to other people's emotions or you know where they are and i remind Mm -hmm. myself no i want to be the dominant frequency in the room i want my true self to be the dominant frequency that i am working with as i'm moving throughout my life right yes
1: and that's what i i like to say of like you know when people are like well what do you do when somebody like takes your energy from you and you know, like setting boundaries or things like that. And I'm like, don't be the person that gives your energy away. Be the person that brings up somebody else's energy, right? Be that dominant energy, because that's what's what happens when you vibrate high. It's going to bring somebody else's energy up. And that's how healing honestly works, especially with like Reiki, you know, it's Mm -hmm. resonant. It's automatically somebody's energy field is being brought up to match yours. So that's how healing essentially works. And then it hits that person wherever they need to in the moment of what they need to heal.
0: Right. And, it, you know, it's, it's so fun for me to kind of get into like the nuts and bolts, sort of like the really deep wooey woo stuff of this. Oh, you know, yes. When, when you're <laughs> really, cause I do think of that sometimes, you know, it's for, for, for myself, for example, I think to myself sometimes, you know, reaching out to like a healer or something like that. And I'm like. I'm going to reach out to someone because I think – because there's something that's telling me that I am somehow not listening to my inner being and I need you and your inner being to, like, come over here and help, you know, ego self release some resistance so that I can get to the the healing that my inner being is actually giving me, right? Mm-hmm. That, like yeah. – you and your inner being and your energy are just helping to sort of clear the things that are blocking human needs, yeah, human needs exactly. using to block myself.
1: Yeah. And that's where, like, we want to say to, like, I always tell my clients or my students or whatever that, like, I am truly not the healer. You are the healer. I am just re reminding you of your power, and my energy is hitting you in a way that it needs to to shift the energy within you. So you're essentially like healing yourself, the body is that intelligent to do what it needs to do. Right. Right. So it's just like my, I'm just being the channel for everything to take place. And that is what, you know, a healer's job essentially is to do the, the soul or the individual is honestly going to get whatever healing out of the session that they want. So Essentially if somebody's going in and they're skeptical or they're going into a healing session of like this is woo-woo, I'm gonna prove that this is woo-woo, whatever, mm-hmm. that's what they're gonna get out of it because that was their intention, right? The the mind wants to basically create a reality in which it's right, right? So yeah. It, and it, that's that,
0: what- it fascinates me too when you even look at it in the terms of like modern medicine, you know, if you t- it's not any different than like a placebo effect, right? Like everything in life is a placebo effect. So, you know, if you're going to believe that the medical doctor is going to give you pills, that'll be helpful to you in more ways than this will, then it will, because you believe that. But if you don't have faith in in medicine like that, then you like, you can go to these, to energy workers and you can go into these other alternatives. It's like, What story resonates with you and your inner being most that will help you to attach to that in a way that you can allow the healing that your body naturally wants to do? Sorry, I lost you again for a second. Stand by. (laughs) We're good. You got it. You're going to have a lot of editing to do here. (laughs) That's all right. It's totally fine. It'll be a fun little thing that we'll just kind of like, I'll edit out the silent bits, but you know what? We'll just keep it in as a funny little bit. I don't know what... I don't know what, again, I don't get the joke yet, source, but okay, we're here, um, we're with it. But
1: essentially, yes, faith is everything. Faith is honestly, it creates uh, the faith that you have in yourself and whatever you want to give it to in life is the same faith that you have in spirit source. Um, you know, it's one and the same.
0: Mm-hmm. Or the placebo,
1: as Dr. Joe Dispenza would say.
0: (laughs) Yes. And I love his work. That's a big thing for me, too. Yes, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Such a a
1: part of my spiritual awakening when I first started um, getting into this work. Um, I think it was I think my first book that I read was Becoming Supernatural. Okay, Um, with that was a really good one. It was about how like your thoughts um, create kind of like your thoughts and energy and how it works with the body.
0: Mm So
1: that was really good.
0: But I I, love his. I love that work. And I do love that, you know, again, the sort of blending of like science and spirituality. And I love that that is happening more often now, so much more often, you know, than ever before that people are starting to see. the Overlap, right. The connectivity between them, that they're not separate things. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, It's spirituality it's, is like the science that scientists don't have a mathematical formula for yet.
1: Exactly. The phenomena that is creation, that is us existing here. Science is like, I like to call it like science is the explanation of creation mm-hmm. and spirituality is like your personal relationship with that creation. So I like it, that. yeah, it's kind of like, you know, spirituality is your unique relationship with creation.
0: Mm -hmm. that we are. I love it. And it's so true. And that's, I think that's really honestly, again, that's why we've, that's why we've connected because I, that's the space that I'm in, that it's, it's all about really aligning with, with your inner energy, your source energy, your signature frequency, right? Because Mm -hmm. that is part of what you came here to do was to remember what that was and to follow the things that, that you are called to do by that frequency. Right. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. something too, that, and maybe you probably experienced this, not everyone in your life necessarily understands, you know, well, <laughs> why, why can't you just work a regular nine to five job every day and be happy with that mm-hmm. and, and not have to be seeking something else outside of it and not have to be because I'm called to do it. It's what I am called to do.
1: Mark. I are It's like, it's like you feel that, that spark inside of you, that God spark, it's that life and you know, the thought, and this is where like, you'll find what your purpose is in life is feeling into the thoughts or the ideas that spirit gifts you with. Right. And that's Mm -hmm. where you want to create from. So me thinking that of like just spending the rest of my life working a nine to five and doing that regular programming of, you know, coming home every day and just like doing housework or, you know, living more than normal life, you Mm -hmm. want to call it. That feels very heavy to my soul. That feels very like, I feel trapped and yes, That's not what spirit feels like to me. Spirit feels like I want freedom. I want creation. I want love. I want to add value to people's lives. So where I find that is like doing this type of work, right? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, that is your sign of what is your purpose. I find that where you add value to yourself and to other people's lives, that should be part of your purpose it's your passion it's being the channel for creativity and love and impacting other people and you know if i can't remember what it's called i think it's called ikigai or something like that ikigai i'll have to know what
0: you're talking about i don't
1: it's basically like an Eastern um concept of like everybody has this and it is basically your soul's purpose. and if you mm-hmm. can find something that lights your soul on fire, which is being the channel for love, creativity, um passion, and if you can channel that in a way that you can add value to people's lives um to where like they will you can make it into a job. you know what I'm saying? right. Exactly, you can do it for it, supports you, right? So that it just
0: that is absolutely a big part again, also of where I'm at. The again, if I it's building my faith that those things that give me joy are meant to be what supports me, not the thing that I'm told I'm supposed to do to like nine to five to get your income to pay your bills and meet your needs. Like, your true self knows how to meet your needs far better than any job you can attach yourself to. Right. So having that faith that those things will come, just, just keep doing the things that you enjoy doing. And, and yes, sometimes you have to do these things that you think are not aligned to you on the, you know, as your day to day. But then I also have to think to myself too, is there something in that, that is aligned to me that I'm missing, that I'm not seeing that perspective of it?
1: Um, I feel like we we're going through what we're going through in the moment for a reason. I feel like there are aspects the way I look at my nine to five is that, you know, I can choose to show up every day as God um and see light and love in this situation. And I can choose to actually see how this job is bettering me. What Mm -hmm. skill sets can I take from this job that I'm in right now, even though I don't feel like it is my purpose that I have a greater calling, where can I find skills that can add to my purpose, right? Where can I find skills that um, build me, you know, in my purpose? So like for me, I do a lot, like I do a lot of like relationships with people. I do a lot of teaching actually in training in my job. I do a lot of public speaking. So these are things that actually help me and like communications and stuff. And also help me outside uh, in in my passions because I teach, I create programs, mm-hmm. I write, you know, things of that nature. So you kind of see where these things can help build you mm-hmm. um, until you can make that full transition. And I do fully believe that you know if you look at manifestation and us being, you know, we're executing our passions, so we're being the channel of love. And if you think of the frequency and the law of attraction like, like frequencies attract like frequencies. So if you're executing your soul's purpose, and you're radiating a high frequency, like, money is the same frequency, you know, abundance, love, it's very right. much similar. Mm-hmm. So it's naturally designed that way, that when you radiate your soul's purpose, money is going to be attracted to you, like it because money is a resource, right? You need to it's not necessarily like, it's not just, you know, to have money to spend on nice things like yes we do like that's nice and all but money supports you and being able to add more value to other people's lives so it's just a constant cycle right so exactly, like universally designed that way of when you're executing your soul's purpose money will become attracted to you it's just it's just going to naturally happen that way and we have to just hold that faith in it but i i feel like having that faith and holding it and just keeping on doing the things that you know are right listening to your intuition pushing past limiting beliefs pushing yourself to grow it's going to happen one day and mm-hmm. you're going to sit back and look at and just be like holy crap like how did i end up here you know what i mean yeah because if you even look back to where you started you know however many years ago like how much have you grown since then you know what i mean and, and then
0: more again the perspective you have to look at shift your perspective not to where I'm not at yet but look at how far I've come from where Mm -hmm. I have been and you know that is again something I'm practicing doing you know being like you know you're really in a better place of understanding your own vibration and taking responsibility for your own vibration and not like projecting that onto other people there's Mm -hmm. I, you know, I think sometimes as humans, we think that every revelation or shift or change has to be something like big and epic and, and crazy and wild. And, you know, you can't yeah. sort of look back and see, and I do that for myself a lot. I look back and I see the dominoes that fell, like, this is how this happened. And that happened that way. And, and, you know, and then sometimes you get to that place of, okay, well then why, why now, why here, what next? And again, that's where that faith comes in of, well, it's happened the way that it's happened thus far, you know? So what makes you think that it's not going to continue to show you and light the way?
1: Uh, Yeah, it's, it's having faith in yourself. Like, like I said before, the faith that you have in yourself is the same faith that you have in spirit. Like you're going to get to where you want to go. You just have to trust the process. And when you get, you have that faith, um, it brings a sort of comfort to you that it's going to happen. It's that inner knowing, right? That faith mm-hmm. is that inner knowingness, that belief. Um, and when you have that, you can sit where you're at comfortably and at peace and at ease. And therefore, you're more open to receive the gifts. Because there's not that resistance because when you Mm -hmm. think of where you're, you know, where you want to be and you're like, you have this vision and this is I I get caught in this trap too of Mm -hmm. this huge vision of what you want and where you can see it and feel it and you're like, gosh, I can't wait to get there. But I'm not there. And it's frustrating. And then therefore it creates a resistance. So you have to bring yourself back to the faith that I know that this is going to happen. And I don't care, however, which way it's going to happen even because we don't exactly know how things are going to play out the universe ultimately right. knows how it's all going to play out. So it's that faith and that trust that you have in yourself. And therefore the universe that no matter what you're going to get there, because you will, there's no failure. There's no way you cannot get there unless you just choose not to, you know,
0: <laughs> and that's when I'm in those sort of lower level vibrations. That's something that I have been saying to myself that, It doesn't matter that you're in that space about this right now because it doesn't change the doneness of the things that you've already created in your imagination. The the vision that I have for where I want to go is completed, right? Like There is a level on which it is already completed. So to what degree am I allowing myself to connect up with it? And when I am in a place of resistance and I am not connecting up with it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't change that. It's still there. Like it's there. I'm not like changing the, the you know, it's not moving away from me. It's not, it's not dissolving somehow. It's still there. That vision is there and it is calling me. And I know that it's calling me. It's, yeah. you know, and being in a space where I'm not kicking myself so often, you know, for when <laughs> that's, that's, where I'm practicing again, being just stop kicking yourself when you're not exactly where you need to be or think you need to be.
1: Exactly. We're always right. We're we're supposed to be. And it's comforting to know that if it's meant for you, like you're going to get it. You know what I mean? You will never not get what is not meant for you, if that makes sense. So
0: it's just. That's and that's a place that I find myself too of remembering if the universe didn't have the like didn't already have it created for me i would not have manifested the thought like that's something i keep telling myself lately too the thought and the dream those are manifestations too right yes. like that's the first sign of the call that it's done right yeah. so if you have the thought it's because okay yeah that's where you're supposed to go like take that thought and that that imaginative scene that you know you're inspired to think of take that as a manifestation It's. It might not be the solid things in this plane that we think of as being manifestations, right? But if you redefine it that way for yourself, then you can start to understand, okay, that means that I am on my way to that because I had that thought, that inspiration came to me, I received it. So I am in a space of creating that. (laughs) I love it. And after, you know, what would be kind of fun is if I would put some little commercial breaks in here of like, I have... No, legit. I have for my fictional podcast that I write where I am trying to sort of incorporate a lot of these ideas. I have uh, some fake ads that I wrote for like amnesia, like uh, abductee amnesia serum. If you've been abducted by aliens, there's a serum you can take that'll make you forget, you know, very silly things that I. so maybe I can insert some like pretend ads in here or something. That would be funny. (laughs) <laughs> bring in the funny because it helps I think it does you know it does it Does that's that's why I make that content <laughs> and I love it I do love it so much it's you know it's one of those things that if I can giggle at myself about this whole spiritual journey especially when I'm in moments of man why am I doing this to myself again you know or why did I do this human thing to myself why did I sign up for this you know yeah it's it is it, good to find something to giggle about. It is. Comedy is definitely a healing aspect. And I do that's Ugh. I know there has to be a way to like merge comedy and, and spirituality in a way that's helpful for people. There you are. <laughs> Another ad break. Another
1: ad. Let
0: me see here. There we go. You're good. Wait. I don't know where we cut off at. I think it was just the merging of comedy and spirituality. I do think that I'm I'm interested in that. I think there's a space for that. You know that there there's a space to create something that will be very helpful to people. You know, in in merging those those ideas instead of making everything like you said, not taking things so seriously. It come it
1: kind of like I think people can relate to it, or it's a lot easier to process or accept it almost. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can make content that is relatable or that is funny or entertaining to watch, um, you know, as opposed to just like some of the heavier stuff or like the teaching aspect of it, like some people are, you know, it, it, it's not as entertaining to watch or some people might scroll just right past it. Cause that's not really what they're after. You know what I mean? We're all looking to
0: feel good. We're all looking to feel better, you know, and if you can find a way to make this spiritual journey stuff, something that is, again, empowering and something you feel good about instead of, you know, dark nights of the soul every other week kind of thing.
1: And it's what I've come to learn, too, of like when I connect to the higher realms and, you know, I want to call them like spirit guides or like angels and stuff like that. They're very playful very, very playful. And like I said before, the message that I always get is us humans take life way too seriously. And Mm -hmm. if you think back of like, you know, what our children, they're very playful, they're very imaginative, they're, you know, very innocent and loving and open. And that's really what spirit is, right? It's almost like a wondrous feeling and um, a passion for creativity and just being playful and Mm -hmm. curious about life. And that's where like if we are open to receive and actually experiment, um, you know, on different concepts or ideas or, you know, try new things like a child would or approach things with wonder of like, I wonder what would happen if I did this. Yes, you can a lot of neat things with that right you can learn a lot of cool things and it dissipates all resistance you know all that fear because we create that fear to actually break you know through doing something new because it's scary to us Mm -hmm. so it's just kind of like going back to being a child again. And honestly, children are our greatest teachers, you know, they right. and that's why actually having children is so healing for people, because it reminds them of the love that they once were or that, you know, if they lose touch with that inner child, per se, it just reminds them of the imagination and the love that children really are. And mm-hmm. that really what we are.
0: <laughs> until, so. until we get a hold of them and teach them all the things that, you know, make them like us right yeah
1: exactly the programming kicks in. yeah
0: so it's (laughs) no I do I you know I'm not someone who has I'm not a I don't have kids and I don't feel like that's part of my mission or purpose but (laughs) you know but it, it it is it's it I feel like and maybe some of us are meant to sort of remember that without that kind without that impetus and be able to sort of remind other people like Yes. Uh, again the play I love that what happens if I do this? yeah you know actually
1: called the wonder method. It's like I wonder what would happen if I did this It's actually like approaching things with a sense of wonder and then mm-hmm. it just it takes that fear into the the what if the possibility so it trans like transitions transmutes that energy. So that's what I like to do whenever like I want to try new things um or if I'm afraid to try new things approach it with like I wonder what would happen.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. You really don't know until you just do it. (laughs) I know, and I know I do love that, and I I I think I'll probably borrow that from you. I wonder what I could do today that would bring me closer to the things that I'm really dreaming about. You know, I wonder what I could receive today. What would happen if I would just
1: go to this place?
0: Yeah. What if I just did something different today?
1: Just trying new things because, like you know doing new things, creates new possibilities, new realities, you know, Mm -hmm. ideas flowing. We have to break ourselves free from this cycle because I mean, to create new energy, you have to be new energy. So you're going to get to a certain point. I mean, even with business and I talk about this too, with some people that I do coaching with, um, energetically, they're trying to build their business and it's kind of like, well, what are you doing now? Um, so energetically we have to make shifts somewhere, either you have to do more or do something different, um, or like, like I said, try new things of like, where are you putting your energy into creating,
0: mm-hmm. you know? So
1: if you want something new, you have to create something new or do something different. So right. and that's where the fear kind of comes in of like, we get so stuck in the mundane and the, the, the comfort zone per se of the routines that we already have. If we want to take that next step, it's like we have to push ourselves outside of that box and try new things. And it's scary.
0: It it can be scary. It is. I think for me where I'm at, I'm in a space too of try thinking something like, I think I get very sort of stuck in the action oriented things of, of like human life. Right. And I sort of tell myself that, you know, I, I, we get on those loops too of you're not doing enough or you're not trying hard enough and those kind of things and it's it is supposed to be effortless and it is supposed to be fun so it's you know i'm in a space of try thinking a different thought try looking for a different thought or energy like not necessarily looking for an action that's different even though that can be helpful but Mm -hmm. what it you know what can i think about that is different like I was in a mood the other day and I just was like, what can I think about that's different than this? And it was jellyfish. So I looked up like videos about jellyfish and I watched like Nat Geo videos on YouTube about jellyfish information, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it did, it did help for a hot second. Cause I was just not thinking about, I was just in a, okay, like, this is interesting. Jellyfish are pretty cool, you know? Yeah. So it, for- get yourself out of, you know, into any other mindset essentially. Right.
1: Yeah, no, I totally get it. I get it. We can get caught in the the trap and the heaviness and the not doing enough and I call it the hustle culture. Um yes. it's pretty it I say deadly toxic. Um it's that constant feeling of never not, you know, not all, ever doing enough or um and that can wear you down quite a bit. It burnout. Yeah. Burnout. Mm-hmm. So it's just trying to get back into that flow state. Um because I usually, I, I think that um, whenever you do get caught in like the hustle culture and then burnout happens and stuff like that, it it's just like reminding you of where out of alignment you're at with thought. Mm-hmm. So like the not doing enough, not, you know, stuff like that. Um, it's going to create a resistance within you. Mm-hmm. So it's not that vibration is not realistic to hold and that's where people find the burnout. So it's kind of like almost a combination of coming to an acceptance of there's going to be periods of your life where you're going to be focused more on work and going through the heavy doing, but coming into alignment of love and the reason why you're doing what you're doing to maybe complete a project or something of that nature. Um, Mm -hmm but then also taking periods of rest and digest and kind of like recovery. So it's, I never think that balance is being able to balance like the perfect pie chart, if you want to call it that, of like family, spirituality, business, like relationships, it's going to look so different depending upon where you're at in your life, what season that you're in. Mm -hmm. Sometimes work is the most important thing. And like, you're meant to really like grind and build a foundation and then later on you can kind of like relax and maybe focus more on family you know so it's just kind of a it's an ebb and flow of energy I feel like but the hustle Mm -hmm. culture it's a it can be a deadly thing and it can be self-defeating too and I think that's where a lot of people will find that when they hit the burnout they just think that oh my gosh this just isn't for me this just and they give up you know mm-hmm. something along those lines, when really like it's just a misalignment and thought and you know maybe sometimes you need to make tiny little tweaks to routines or things that you're doing to get to that next step and it doesn't have to mean that you this thing is not meant for you right right it's only for you to tell yourself that's not
0: so it's just alignment and thought <laughs> it is <laughs> and that it, it's so much about just training your brain to think the thoughts that you prefer, Exactly. training yourself. Think about the things that I prefer to see, and you will start seeing signs of those. I like to say signs of land, right? Like that you're seeing things that show up, that show you things you've been thinking about in a positive way, right? That, okay, that's the universe nodding to you. You can have that thing that you want. Keep going. Keep thinking about it, you know?
1: Exactly. The science side behind that is called I think it's the reticular activating system so it's like when you decide you want to manifest something so say Mm -hmm. like you want a certain car and then all you can see are just that certain car that you want right I'm driving that's all you can see and that is I say the breadcrumbs of the universe or the universe meeting you halfway Mm -hmm. is now that you've decided that you want this thing it's going to be like okay here's your next step like then you see the opportunity, but then you have to take the action to actually go through that doorway to then get to the next level of the video game per se. Right. So you have to like, when you make that decision to manifest or to do something or that perception shift in thought, um, then you have to take the action to then create a higher level of reality. So it's kind of like a little bit of science and a little bit of woo woo of like, you know, it's kind of like, again, they are- overlap yeah, they get excited, they're like, oh, my gosh, like, I wanted to manifest this thing. And here's my sign or whatever. But it's really like your brain is just now trying to help you get what you want. I and mean, that's what we're right. wired to do.
0: <laughs> I love that. It's, it's, um, I, I play that game with myself a lot. D- you know, did I intuitively think that that thing was coming? Or did I create that? And it's like, well, it's both of them. It's both. You, know, <laughs> you know, you created that and you intuitively noticed the signs that you were creating that you know, exactly. and it's- it that's, again, that's how you got to try to make it fun and mm-hmm. try to, and I do that too with the universe, like universe, show me a giraffe today, you know, just silly things like that, you know, show yourself that you can, like you're a perfect manifester already. You manifest absolutely perfectly. It's what are you manifesting? And, and if you can get yourself into a space where you're not making such a big deal about all the things you try to manifest because i do think that's true just being stuck in the idea of hustle culture or productivity is in itself a resistive state of being yeah and and the actions that you're supposed to take right are mm-hmm. going to be actions that don't feel it doesn't feel like action it's effortless right well, right it's and stable. so there's there there is that for me, too, that I keep saying, well, if it feels like something that's a chore, then obviously now it's not the time to do it.
1: Yeah, it's it's either you have to get it's if it feels like a chore, it's either that it's kind of like where people say motivation is BS, you know, it comes and yeah. it goes. I get that. So it's either you have to push through it, which it's going to be resistance. um, But ultimately, like taking action in the physical is probably one of the heaviest ways to manifest or the hardest sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's getting your mind into alignment with it. So if you're finding resistance, it's really shifting your perspective to or your mind to be in alignment with it. And that's where you get the flow coming in. Mm -hmm. So easier said than done. Don't get me wrong but we're it's all being, practicing right, it's like, being a know. conscious creator in life really everything if you can get your mind right it flows
0: right if you can intend and hold that intention energetically yes that's, that's the key is the, that <laughs> is like that's absolutely the key that's absolutely where i'm at just being able to hold on to that vibration and that energy but not in a way of of again, that resistant feeling type way of, oh, if I don't, if I let this go, it's all going to come away from me. Like no, Mm -hmm. hold a space for that energy to be. Yeah. Yeah. And ultimately,
1: like when I find that resistance, like I kind of said before, coming back to a space of self-love and acceptance and like, this is where I'm at. And ultimately where I'm at is where I'm always supposed to be.
0: Because there is only here and now there is nowhere else to be. Exactly. I like to tell myself that sometimes too, like there's nowhere else you need to be. There's now is all that is. So you're already where you need to be.
1: Yeah. You're already doing the things you need to do. Like you don't have to like, you're right where you're supposed to be. And then it just dissipates resistance. Like everything you think you should be doing, it just like all that resistance is gone. You realize that you're right.
0: (laughs) It's, it's, yeah, it's not about oh, I got to figure out the right type of marketing. I got to figure out the right type of way to do this. No, the thing that is the right way for you is going to present itself. You know, just be open to receiving it when it presents itself. Exactly. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: It's beautiful. I love it. It is. (laughs) I've loved this conversation so much. I do so appreciate you being here. Um, yeah. can you, can you plug your stuff? You know, again, I'll put all your links and things in the description, but do plug your stuff, tell people where to find you and what any, yeah. if anything you have coming up. Um,
1: yeah, no, my Instagram, um, it's Andy, A-N-D-I-E, uh, J underscore 12, um, but uh, I have a website and it's andreajohnsonsjourney.com. I have all of my services listed on there. Um, I do, you know, online services as well, too. But my classes, um, they're more I do in-person classes, but um, I do offer online. So they're more for individual, but I will have one coming up um, for the end of the year and the beginning of the year. So I'll have to get my dates on that. But Very But yeah, cool. that's. That's essentially where you can find me. And then I'll, my YouTube channel, um, I'll send a link to that. And that's where you can find a lot of my teachings and conscious coffee Talks is what I call it. So
0: I do love of- those. I have been enjoying those ones.
1: <laughs> I, I They're therapeutic for myself.
0: <laughs> and I think that's, you know, a great part about all of it. Even this for me, you know, I know that it helps me, but I always think someone out there watching has been in that space and understands what you're saying and, and sharing that part of your journey and that part of your therapy process is going to be the thing that they needed to hear. And you never know when that's going to happen.
1: Never know. That was one thing that spirit or source, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, how I know it's part of my purpose. It's, they said to capture you know, your vibration and put it out in the world and video and recording Mm -hmm. has been the way to do that because it's going to preserve that vibration and people will watch it, you know, it'll and heal them where wherever they're at in their life. And it's there forever, you know, or until the platform (laughs) is
0: Well, I mean, it really is there forever. The Internet's kind of an interesting thing that way. Like you can always dig something up, right? Exactly. (laughs) So. Well, thank you so much for being here. I've really enjoyed it. And I hope that you can come back sometime and we can do like another check-in and just like, let's see yeah. where we're now. This was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Thank
1: you so much for reaching out and connecting with me. Yes. And thank you for joining me. I really, I loved it. This was great. Yeah, it, it totally lit my vibration up today. I needed it. To- <laughs> so excited. Thank you so much. I really appreciate
0: it. Of course. We'll talk to you later. Hi again, friends. Thanks so much for tuning in and watching this episode. I really hope you enjoyed that conversation with Andy Johnson. You can definitely check out all of her links in the description below. And do please go follow her on Instagram. Give yourself a giggle. If you'd like to support more of the Frankie 411 podcast and also support my fictional podcast, The Adventures of Abernathy Franklin, you can support my Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Abernathy Franklin. And do check out all of the links below where you can find me online, all over the place, creating all the things that are my highest joy in the moment to the best of my ability. Thank you very much, Bashar. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And until next time, much love to you, my earthbound and cosmic friends, wherever you are out there. I hope you're doing well.